Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 90, recorded live on Wednesday, February 11th, 2009. And here are your hosts, the man who is in the middle of his week, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who is technically on his weekend, Andy Lowe. Hi. Your weekend? Well, I'm not working today or tomorrow, so... But you are working on Saturday and Sunday. Yep, Friday 10 to 8, Saturday 10 to 5, Sunday 10 to 7, Monday 10 to 8. Hmm. Yep, 40 hours. And and here I was going to wish you a happy hump day. No, Saturday is my hump day now. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, this is the middle of the week for me, because it's the middle of the school week. Yay, two more days and then the weekend. Or it's the middle of the week for... Basically everyone. Well, no, when I worked at ZapZone, the week began on Monday. Yeah, ours began on... Our schedule is literally Thursday through Wednesday. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the oddest schedule ever. It's just like... (laughs) Plus, I was talking to the guy, and sometimes they wouldn't post the schedule until, like, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't know if you were working the next day or not. Until the day before. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting better now because they have less people to worry about. <laughs> it's got to be an interesting job. Like, you, you're going into it knowing that it's really temp. Oh, yeah. I I know in a month and a half, basically, now I'm going to be... Unemployed again. Yeah. I mean, you could really just start looking for another job and not even worry about giving your two weeks. Yeah. There's some people who haven't. I, I remember actually reading a story. I, uh, I don't know if it's online or not, but Circuit City is actually basically trying to get some money from the bankruptcy court to actually pay some of the, the executive staff to actually stick around. Yeah. Instead of jumping ship at the first possible moment. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's here, have a bonus for actually sticking it out until we're officially closing up shop rather than <laughs> get the hell out of here cuz yeah. you destroyed the company. Oh, Circuit City's been bad since 2000, well, let's see, it was 2003 when they finally stopped doing commission sales. Was it? I think so. I'm I'm not exactly I'd have to look it up, but I if I remember correctly it's 2003 before then they used to be commission-based after 2003 they were straight hourly and then they bought a bunch of stores and now they closed a bunch of stores and now they're closing completely right foolish foolish circuit city it's really too bad because i i liked that store why because it was closer than the best buy no they were about the same distance it's just i i much preferred circuit city i had better dealings with their customer service believe it or not whenever i had to call city advantage those people want like i i felt as though those people wanted to help me I could see that. I still remember the uh, when I was working at Best Buy. I got a I got a car radio with the Best Buy discount. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get basically a better one for the same price. Right. And after the two years, I would stopped working there, but I wanted to get another radio. But they actually only were going to give me a radio equal to the price of my old radio, not the actual brand. Yeah. Oh no, that's I had the same thing at Circuit City. That's kind of industry standard. Well, I just waited until the. I knew the manager wasn't there and convinced one of the uh, workers to give me the other one. (laughs) And then didn't walk into the store for how long? About three, four months. Right. So do you know that GameStop, when you return something, even if you paid in cash, demands that you show ID and give a phone number? Yeah. That's ridiculous. They have no right to demand that information. Well, I think they're just basically doing it just so they can start to track like, oh, I know oh gosh, that's why they're doing it. This person returned 30 games in 20 days sort of thing. 
or this person bought a game and then returned it and then bought a game and then returned it and then bought a game and then returned it. Yeah. I know that's exactly what they're doing. They still have no right to do that, to demand that information and make the return contingent upon the information. It's probably in their terms of service or whatever it's called for buying something. The the shit on the back of the receipt, the return policy? Yes. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to look and see if that's in there. I don't think it is. I'm I'm betting it's in some fine print somewhere. Mm, probably. Because once you buy, you're agreeing to their terms of service. Right, which sucks. We just need a way of just literally taking all those EULAs and terms of service and everything. Burning them. I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, anyways. Well, it is good to know to have set rules for everything so you know in this possible case... Right. Creative Commons. That's where it's at. Yeah. I still remember actually one point when I was playing WoW while it was downloading a patch. I actually read the actual EULA that everybody just normally scrolls through at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. There's stuff in there where it says, like, we're not responsible for, like, acts of God or something. And even they also list bus strikes. Really? Yes. If the server goes down because of a, I guess, public transportation strike. Well, like... If the truckers' union goes down, maybe they can't get the free on? I don't know, but it literally had, like, a bus strike in there. That's kind of weird. I know. And it's fun just to read those every once in a while, just to see, like, I wonder how many hours it spent some little legal aid or somebody to actually write that all up. Uh, it was probably a team of legal aides, and it probably took them a couple days. I wouldn't expect it to take much longer than that. I mean, at this point, there's pretty much like a standard form. To, it's, it's just a matter of going in and filling it out. Maybe, but there, there's still tons of things that are specific to it. Shopping here, playing this, that sort of thing. Right. You can't open my flask. There we go. You have a flask? I have a flask. You didn't know I had a flask? Are you drinking gin while we're recording? Why would I put gin in a flask? Because it's a flask? Mm-hmm. What would you put in a flask if it's not alcohol? Well, I didn't say not alcohol. I just said, why gin? You s- you seem like a gin per- Well, that and a martini person. Gin and tonic is pretty good. But no, that's not what I'm drinking. I am curious now. <laughs> what is Dave drinking out of his flask while we're recording? Wouldn't you like to know? Perhaps you can listen through the course of the podcast and take a guess. Or I could just give you a hint. Either one could work. Uh, it's non-alcoholic. Oh. Oh, have you tried the new Mountain Dew flavor? Which one? The bluish one? Yes. Yeah. What do you think? I tried it, I tried it back when it was like... Here are the four new flavors. Try them out. Oh. See, I didn't know that they were doing that. Otherwise, yeah. I would have tried all the different flavors of Mountain Dew. Cause I... there, there was the blue, the purple, the there was Live Wire, there was Code Red. I think there was one other one that was like a strawberry kiwi Mountain Dew. Strawberry kiwi? Yeah, I don't know. Live Wire is still my favorite. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn between this Voltage and Baja Blast. Oh, I, I can't stand Baja Blast. What? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, that's good for you. I can't stand it. I can stand it. It's just not that good. I don't know. It's just something about drinking Mountain Dew where it's just, it goes down smoother than some other pops. I actually don't enjoy regular Mountain Dew. No? No. You know this. We've talked about this before. We've probably talked about it on this podcast. I don't remember it. I don't like Mountain Dew, regular Mountain Dew. Okay. I, I think it tastes like warm piss. Well, then what? what? I don't care what temperature it's at. It still tastes like warm piss. Okay, so you don't like Mountain Dew. What What are your... If you had a choice of three 
beverages to drink or uh, soft drinks. Three soft drinks. Three soft drinks. What would be your top three? Verner's. Okay. Virgil's cream soda. Yes. Sprecher's root beer. I was hoping you were going to go more mainstream, but... You just said soft drinks, and you have to admit, those are three really, really tasty soft drinks. Werner's makes my nose itch. I know, but besides that, Werner's is really good. God, I still have all the plastic cups from the last cross-country trip from that two-liter of Werner's. (laughs) Well, good. We'll save it for next year. Yeah, CCST planning should be coming around, shouldn't it? What do you mean should be coming around. I've told you this before, and it's been known that we've planned the previous CCSTs even right, before during, the... I, I understand, but I mean the serious planning, like this, the gathering of information, not just, hey, this is what we should do, but hey, this is what we're doing. Well, we've already got the, the waypoints and the schedule already up. Oh, crap. I need to figure out if I'm driving or flying. <laughs> we've had the schedule up as soon as the pack states are up. Yeah, well... Because it's basically a template now that you just drag and drop for whichever Put in days. the pack states and yeah. go. <laughs> you leave minus what, like the, the Tuesday before? Yeah. Yeah. I think I may have to fly. It depends on how a couple things work out. I may have to fly. Well, if it comes down to it, you could just always try getting tickets through Southwest. Because they normally don't post their tickets until three to six yeah. months in advance. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I should know well before then. Well, that's good to hear. So, anyways... Do you think Blizzard's going to be at PAX? I, I'm i sure Blizzard's... At, well, I don't know. They haven't announced anything. They'll probably be at PAX. I know where they're not going to be. Where is that? They're not going to be at E3. <laughs> Contrary to what Andy said last podcast. Okay, when you hear Activision Blizzard is going to be at PAX. You figure Activision Blizzard will be at PAX. Yeah. Well, Activision Blizzard is at PAX. Blizzard is not. Not PAX. E3. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no alcohol in this. <laughs> it's just been a long day. It, uh, do you know what time I woke up, Andy? Probably around 7 something. Guess I get, well, yes, around 7. I'll give you that. What was the... By like 6.30. I had to get up at 6 to go to work at 7 when I was working at Pfizer. Mm-hmm. And you were exhausted by this time of day. Some days, yes. Other days, no. Yeah, well, I'm pretty pooped because it's been a long day. <laughs> I'm working for almost 12, 12, 10 hours on Friday with a lunch break. Uh-huh. I'm designing a D&D campaign. That is not work. Nope. That but is- I'm also designing a unit plan for the next month for an Algebra 2 course. Well, you should get used to this because this is what you wanted to do. Yeah, I know. Why? <laughs> You picked it. I, yes. So anyways. So no, how can you do that? It's like Activision Blizzard is going to be there, but half the company isn't. (laughs) More than half. Blizzard probably makes more than half of their money at this point. Most likely. Um, How can they? Well, there there is this little thing, Andy. It's called BlizzCon. Oh, yeah. When is that? Um, October? December? It's after, I think it's December. October 10th and 11th. Well, that's what it was last year. All right. So yeah, October, after PAX. And it's basically going to be, I'm guessing what, Diablo 3, StarCraft 2, and Warcraft. Warcraft. Gee, that's kind of all that Blizzard is. How did Blizzard basically become such a powerhouse from so little number of titles? World of Warcraft. Well, no, you think of like before World of Warcraft, it's just like, did you hear of Blizzard at all before Warcraft? Warcraft Before, 2 was... Warcraft 2 was kind of their coming out, yeah. I think. And StarCraft really was. Um, but the thing with Blizzard, and you know, Valve does something similar, where they, 
they will delay their game until it's ready. They know how to make a good game and they don't, well, they generally don't push it out before it's ready. They wait and they did a good job with it. I want to know when episode three is going to be coming out. <laughs> Next year. Probably. Damn it. Probably sometime in I want it now. Oh, because you're whining just like everyone else's is going to make a difference. Half-Life 2 Episode 3 to debut at E3. This year? Or is it E3 1.0? That's <laughs> something that someone told me. I don't remember. I think it was a, one of the web, card, web comic artists that I read uh, said he was really excited for 2010 because it would hopefully be the first year when we switch from 2000 and blah to 20 blah. So it would be 2010. What? That That's just mean. What? But 20-something, you could also still be sometime before 2010. What, when we make the switch? What are you talking about, Andy? I thought we were still talking about Half-Life. No, I'm talking about just the, the actual year, saying the year. Oh, that that will be 2010 is when we will switch from saying 2010 to 2010. It won't be 2011, it'll be 2011. I've just seen, oh yeah, wait, 1984, 1912, 1900s, 1902. You're right, we, we always said the first two. Right, 1650, 1676. You don't say in the year 1676. In the year 2000. Conan O'Brien reference, never. You would. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those things that clicks in my head and nowhere else. Nope. The year of our Lord. Uh, although new, no new information was released before the close of 2008, Lombardi has stated the distance between the release and the previous title, Episode 2, will be longer than the distance between Half-Life 2 to Episode 1 and Episode 1 to Episode 2. Yep, they're they're getting that like shorter segment down, but that whole shorter time b- between releases still needs a little work. <laughs> I wish I could claim that line as my own. So let's see, Half Life Two was released in two thousand and four. Uh-huh. Episode One was released in two thousand and six. So two years. Episode Two was released in October two thousand and seven. A year and a half. So. So it'll probably be later this year or not, next year. Yeah, or 2010. Oh, come on. You can wait a year. Besides, you're not buying new games. I know. So you wouldn't get to play it anyways. Yeah, that is true. Unless I somehow can get through all my games. But <laughs> oh, I realized why I stopped playing some of the older games that I'm playing. They suck. <laughs> well, you know, like Roller Coaster Tycoon was a fun game, but I just realized why I stopped playing it. Why is that? It gets boring after a while. Yeah, there's no fast forward button. <laughs> It's like, I don't need to go this slow for four years. Mm-hmm. I just need people to come in, go to the park. It takes, I don't shoot up my, my population really fast. It's a gradual curve because I want to hit that point near the end. Right. And I just wish I could just go faster. Well, there's an easy way to go faster, Andy. <laughs> and what would that be? Stop playing the game. But... I, I said I was going to finish all my games before I started playing anything new. Yes, but you've said this before, and it didn't happen then, so why should it happen now? Well, I just kind of just stopped playing games in general before. No, no, no. You've said a long time ago, oh, I want to go back and play all my old games. I'm not going to play anything new till I finish my old games. And it never happens. What new games have I gotten since then? Well, since then was like two and a half years ago, Andy, so let's see. I said, Basically, I said anything like for that. the Xbox. Yes. 
I thought it was just last year with the whole no, New no, Year's no, resolution. No. no, this has been – you've been wanting to go back and play your library for a while. You once told me like two and a half, three years ago you wanted to get 100% on every game you owned. Oh, God. I'm, I'm going to amend that one right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good luck getting 100% in WoW. Especially since I'm not playing it anymore. It'd be kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, but you have to go back and finish it, Andy. Yeah, not going to happen. No, no. So, you know what? Your your whole quest to finish your entire library of games is not going to happen. Not Just give up. WoW would be... The exception? No, WoW would be... I don't know what WoW would be. It's not... I, I honestly, I don't think I could even stand playing that game. Because I burn myself out on the monotony of WoW so hard. <laughs> Too many bad memories for you. Yeah, it's... It, 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 the only reason I would go back there is maybe a death knight. Mm-hmm. But what am I going to do with him once I get him to whatever the level cap is now, 80? Find a pickup group and go run some instances. For what reason? I, it's The fun of it? They, they've added a lot of kind of gameplay aspects to the game. For instance, there's a boss fight where the boss is flying around on a dragon, and oh. you have to, like, lance the dragon, and you get pulled up to it. Huh. Well, I guess I just stopped playing at the wrong point, because there was the, the Molten Core BWL grind was just... Right. No, they've added a lot since then, as far as gameplay. I mean, come on, you did the bombing missions, right? Yes. Yeah, well, that's just, like, the start. That was them saying, hey, we can actually do more on this. We actually have an engine that does stuff. You realize how old that game is now, and it's still... Wow, it's, what, four years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Craziness. You know what? One game is in my backlog. What game is in your backlog? Dead Rising. Dead Rising. You know, I haven't finished that either. No, yeah, I haven't finished it either. I really should. Yeah. It was a good game. It was fun, minus the actual story part of it. <laughs> you just want to be able to go around and kill zombies? It was... It's just, it was just like the Grand Theft Auto 4. Which I kind of f- like the story of, of both that and GTA 4, which, by the way, uh, on, on a side note, I still need to borrow your GTA 4 so I can finish the damn story, and I found your Guitar Hero 2 disc. Woo! Well, um, I will bring you GTA 4, and you can give me back Guitar, Guitar Hero. Hero 2. Yeah. You still haven't... You need to finish it. Just so I, I can see what your reaction it. is. That's fine. Bring it over, and I'll finish it. <laughs> when I get time. Fine. Didn't I bring mine over and had the same problem as yours or no? Or no, it... you couldn't find it. Oh, yeah. Well, now I know where it is. Okay. Hey, that also reminds me. Gamers Forgiving is coming up. Okay. Uh, they need Xboxes. Okay. Can I borrow your Xbox? Maybe. If it breaks, they'll buy you a new one. Okay. I'll have to... When is it? And when? It's in like two weeks. Oh, like the, the 21st or what? E- 28th. Oh, okay. I have no problem giving it to you. Awesome. What cables do you want for it? Uh, I don't know yet. And do do you need wireless controllers? Uh, wired actually is preferable. Oh, I've only got wireless. Okay, well, then we'll have to get controllers from somewhere else. Who plays with wired controllers anymore? Uh, any professional player. Really? Yeah, because they still think that the reaction time is faster. The speed of... Don't, don't, don't. Don't. Don't even try. It's not going to work. Believe me, I've tried. I've done studies on Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and all the other stuff. I know. I know. 
They don't, and they won't believe you. So anyways, Dead Rising 2. <laughs> yes, Dead Rising, out of the mall, into Las Vegas. Or sorry, <laughs> Fortune City. Oh, it's Las Vegas. Fortune City. It looks so cool, but I need to finish Dead Rising 1 first, because I want to actually know the story. <laughs> <laughs> zombies come. What other story is there? Why are the zombies there? You don't need asking why the zombies are there. Does not... I want to know why there are zombies. Just accept the fact there are zombies and I, kill them. Believe me, I accepted the fact that there are zombies. I want to know why there are zombies. If there's, like, some mad engineer running around doing, like, zombie experiments and zombifying the world, I want to stop him before I stop the zombies. You just basically explained Resident Evil, you know that? <laughs> umbrella Corporation. T-Virus. Yep. Hey, speaking of umbrellas, did you see the Samurai Sword Umbrella? Samurai Sword Umbrella? On ThinkGeek. There's a samurai hilt umbrella. That would seem so bulky. It, it's not. Here, I will. It's like a samurai handle. You need like two hands for that. I will. There. I linked it to you in Skype, and now I'll go post it on the actual site. Because I think it's actually cool enough to warrant posting. Look at the size of that handle. It looks awesome. I like tiny umbrellas, things that could fit in my pocket. I like 60-inch umbrellas that can cover me and two other people. This one's only a 41-inch. I know. Oh, you can also buy Nerf Mavericks on. Mm-hmm. All right, stop looking at ThinkGeek. Otherwise, we're going to get lost again. Oh, come on. Oh, you can buy the Vulcan. Andy. Andy. <laughs> Fine, I'm closing Did the you window. see the, the little cactus in a container? Hey, hey. Keychain cactus you can carry it around with you? I thought you said you were going to stop looking at ThinkGeek. I did stop looking at ThinkGeek. This is from memory. <laughs> That is sad. Yeah. So Dead Rising 2 takes place in Vegas. We the, don't know much about it. The one thing I wish that they won't have mm -hmm. are those stupid, 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 stupid missions where you have to basically drag somebody by the hand. Yeah. Who walk really slowly. I don't know what they'll have. I do know that. Well, I don't know. I, I believe they're getting rid of the camera. Oh, thank God. Because that served no purpose other than that one mission where you would take photos. Um, character development you're a photojournalist it doesn't matter who you are or where the zombies came from or why they're there there's you and zombies and objects to kill them with then go play resident evil i don't have it well go get it i'm not able to buy anything you just mm -hmm. then deal with the camera the camera was basically served no purpose, but it was just the... <gasps> the AI for the zombies was a little sucky. There's zombies. There's... I've always been a fan of the slow zombies rather than the super fast zombies. Yeah, the just kind of like rumbling, rambling along. Yeah. It's basically the, the thought of one person who is fast, who is smart versus a thousand. Yeah, although the zombies in, in Half-Life, I mean... Certainly are, are far scarier. The zombies in Half-Life? In Half-Life and Half-Life 2? More in Half-Life 2, I guess. What zombies? The, the, the raven. Like, they're, they're called zombies. They're the, the head crabs have latched on. I thought they were just called... Ravenholm? The, oh, the, I thought you were just talking about the classic head crab dudes. No, this is after the head crab has, like, grabbed onto someone. They're called zombies? Yeah, they're zombies. Oh, I just thought... That's where that's the whole joke when Alex talks about the zombine. Oh, the zombie combine. Okay. Right. Oh, that's horrible. Are you, like, just now getting this joke? Yes. Yes, I am. That is horrible. Yes. Yes, it is. You know what also is horrible? What was horrible, Andy? Bandwidth caps. Bandwidth caps? Who does that? Comcast. 
Comcast does bandwidth caps. Because we already knew about that one. Yeah. But they're not the only ones anymore. Uh-oh. Who else? Charter Communications. Charter. Charter. That's not Time Warner. Nope. Are they owned by anyone, or is it just Charter? Charter Communications. It's the fourth one behind Comcast, Time Warner, and Cox. So Yeah. What's their cap at? Um, it actually depends on which speed you're paying for. Okay, so you're paying for speed and cap. If you're paying for the $140, 60 megabits per second, $140 per month one, mm-hmm. no bandwidth cap. Okay. But you're also paying $140 a month. That's a lot. Yeah. That's also very fast, though. Yes, yes it is. If you're paying for the 15 to 25 megabit per second range, you have a 250 gigabyte monthly cap. That's Comcast, isn't it? Yes, I do believe mm. so. Speeds of 15 megabits per second are slower, which I guess is the majority of everybody. Mm-hmm. 100 gigabytes a month. That's going to get hit a lot. Supposedly, more than 99% of our customers will not be affected by our updated policy. Mm-hmm. But that's, a, that's basically that's the current rates. Saying, oh yeah, nobody's going to be affected by this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, what but happened? in five years yeah. when it, you know, we're getting everything off the web. It's just like thinking back in the old days. Oh, dial up. There's no problem with dial up. Yeah. God. And then damn. YouTube shows up. And all of a sudden, everyone needs cable. <laughs> this I just, is not what we need. We need the opposite of this. What is the opposite of this? We need faster speeds and no cap for less money. What do you think this is? Britain? Or yes. Japan? Or Korea? Or one of the other, I think, what, 14 nations that are faster than us? Oh, it's probably more than that. I thought we were 15th on the chart now. I don't know. I think we're lower. And we'll have to, we'll have to check. Because remember, there was talk about this when the stimulus package you actually had $2 billion in there for broadband. No, not anymore. It's it's like, I don't want to pay for an unlimited limit sort of thing. I would just rather have them charge me, like, so much cents per gigabyte or something like that. Mm. If it's a lower cost, comparatively. I don't know. Well, if if people who don't use it enough are able to pay less, then you're going to have more people who are able to actually get broadband. And you're going to, I feel like having higher prices is actually stifling the expansion of broadband. Well, that's weird. What? I'm sorry, you, you, the, the sound just changed. Odd? Yeah, I don't know why. Yours didn't. Okay, well, we'll go with that. Um, I, I, see, I see where you're coming from with that. I'm, I don't know. I'm not comfortable with fees for how much you use. I think the internet should be like government service. We all pay an internet tax. Well, nationalize the cable companies. Yes, because it worked so well for the energy industry. And there it goes changing back again. What the hell is going on? Your internet sucks. This is... It, it does. I'm guessing normally the people who say that there should be a flat rate are the ones who are using Doing. lots of bandwidth. Yeah. Well, I'm not using terrible amounts of bandwidth. I would love to install a network monitor on your system just to see how much bandwidth you actually use. Go for it. But I don't, I'm not there. Well, come on out here and install it. <sighs> Why can't you do that as a proxy? for me because i don't have any interest all right besides i mean where see the the problem i have with network monitors is where do you put them well you put put them on the computer because that only checks that computer you would have to build one there's got to be some router firmware out there that keeps track oh probably i don't even remember what router firmware i'm using i don't think i'm using any i think i think i'm using the onboard i thought you had switched to open yeah but then remember i bought a new router oh 
I did not remember that. This is, I have a wireless N router. Gotcha. So this shock absorber from MIT. Can't believe you're on N. My laptop's on N. My router's on N. What are Actually, you? Right, what are you right doing? Right now they're that? on G. What are you doing right now? That well, right needs now they're N? they're on G. Okay. Well, you're on G, but what are you what are you going to be doing that needs the N speed? Absolutely nothing. But why not? There's no point of upgrading to an N speed if you're not transferring huge wave files between computers. No, but this router, my router was sucking, and this one was available, so I picked it up. My router was sucking very, 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 very much, actually. All right, where did I put that? So that you said something about shock absorbers. Yes, the shock absorber at MIT, which has a small turbine in it. Small turbine. It has a turbine in the shock absorber. That is so wrong. Actually, I think it's really cool. Granted, it does make sense because the shock absorber, what the shock absorber does, it absorbs yes. the shock. Right, and you can take that energy and put it, you, you can bring it back into the vehicle. I mean, previously that just goes to waste. Yeah. But now if, if you could take that and make it so it like regenerates the battery. This whole, okay, so. It, think about how much energy is on, on a standard car. Yeah. How much energy is wasted. Oh, a bunch, because you're decelerating. Mm-hmm. Basically, whenever you, whenever you press on the brake, you're deceler- You're you're losing energy. Yeah, because it's going to be dissipating as heat. That's why you right. need ceramic brakes if you're a race car driver. Right. Shock absorbers. You're going from from the the. It's it's basically kinetic. There's a dampening agent. Yeah, it's, which is the hydraulic fluid. Right. So it's dissipating it that way, and it's actually really dissipating it as heat. It just never gets very hot. Yeah. So basically, we just have to take everything that's getting converted to heat and convert it into some sort of... Convert it back into electrical energy. Is this basically a giant electromagnetic sort of thing or no? No. From what I understand, it actually has a, a small turbine in it that when the shock gets compressed, it shoots air across the turbine and spins it. Oh, I was thinking of something more like uh, you. There's a lot of waste on something like uh, an EM conversion. Yeah, because I was thinking of like those flashlights that you shake. Because mm-hmm. that would make sense. Because it's literally just a cylinder yeah, that goes with up with and an down. induction. Yeah. But the the problem with that is you don't lose much of the actual shock. Yeah, that is true. So your your car would be bouncing for a long time. <laughs> boingy, boingy, boingy. On the plus side, it would keep generating more energy. <laughs> what else in the car could you... Well, you're burning gasoline. If you can somehow capture the heat off of the catalytic converter Ooh. in the muffler. That would be pretty cool. Because the catalytic converters are freaking hot. That's why there's yeah. a heat shield over them. Um, some sort of steam turbine sort of something in there. <laughs> So steampunk is actually where it's at then? I, I guess so. It, I, I don't think so. Because that's a, that's a lot of heat that gets dissipated off that thing. Yeah, but I, I, I think we get the, the, the force you get from just the explosion is probably far greater than any energy you'd get from trying to recover that heat. Oh, the, the internal combustion isn't, engine isn't actually that efficient. Really? Yeah. Oh. I forgot where it, I swear, it only said it was like, I remember reading somewhere, it was only supposedly like 30 or 40% efficient huh. for capturing as much energy as gets dissipated in other form. Well, it's a holdover anyways. We're, we're going to get rid of it. Yes, yeah, we're all going to go to electricity, which is powered which is, from giant coal power plants. Yeah, which is unfortunately less efficient. People just don't realize that. They think, ooh, it's a clean car because it's electric. <laughs> uh, quite. Where are you getting your electricity from? The wall socket? Mm-hmm. 
The city's grid. Where are they getting it from? I Solar don't panels? Know. A wind farm? Actually, Michigan is is getting way, way, way more wind. Like wind power. Yeah, this is this is what I'm kind of wondering about, though. Especially mm. with like solar panels and stuff. What? I know most of the electric motors and things like that need, especially with like lithium-ion batteries and stuff like that. Where? How much precious metals do we actually have on the Earth that are that are used for like the the turbine engines and the batteries and that sort of stuff and the solar panels? I don't know. Because it's like. If we've tried making solar panels to get free energy from the sun, are we going to run out of precious metals? Well, I mean, most of those can be reused. Well, it's like, because I know there's... there's uh, cert- Andy? Andy? What? The earth is very, very big. Well, yeah, but they're precious metals called that for a reason. The earth is very big. Well, yes, but there's only a finite amount of... Coal yes. on the earth. There's only a finite yes. amount of this stuff on the earth. It's just the precious metals. How much precious but metals you know are what? out there? Do you know we actually can turn lead into gold? It just takes a whole lot of scientific craziness. No, it, it's it's actually pretty basic nuclear physics. We just need a whole lot of energy. Right. It, it's just it costs more than you make from the gold. So really, we'll never run. I mean, we I guess we could eventually run out of material. But as long as we can fuse things and fizz things, we can make whatever we want. We just have lots of nuclear waste around. Which we can fuse and fizz and other things. Yes, we talked about this last week. Right. How do we always get back to nuclear energy? Somehow. I don't know, because we always talk about energy. So what else do we have? Damn you, energy? Dave, and your shock absorbers. Look what you made us do. Yeah, the shock absorbers, the, the water thing from U of M. I really do post a lot of energy stuff. Yes, you do. That's weird. So what's next on the list? The, okay, this one's kind of funny. Um, it's actually the, the reason why I had to link to the, the Google translation, because the site was actually in German. Okay, because I couldn't understand what the site really was. Yeah. Um, basically, it turns out that some kid thought it'd be kind of funny because the the one of the chancellors of Germany or something like that had a really long name. Yes. Um. The the I guess the new no. federal minister of economics affairs or something like that. Mm-hmm. He added just another word to the guy's name, so his um. Carl Theodore Maria Nicholas Johann Jacob Philip uh, Franz Joseph Sylvester Freinhein von und Don Gutenberg is the guy's name. Mm-hmm. So he thought it'd be funny to put Wilhelm in there. You know, you know Wilhelm scream, the the sound effects that the scream that's heard, especially when yes, Boba yes. Fett falls into the Sarlacc ah! pit. Yeah. Um, he thought it'd be kind of funny to put that in there as as a Wikipedia article edit. Yeah, which. He has no no basis for, and so right. it's basically getting edited out because you can't supply uh, a citation for it. Right. The only problem is, while it was up there, some of the websites, when they were hearing about this guy and his crazy long name, copied his name from Wikipedia mm-hmm. and printed an article with that name in there. <laughs> and so, the guy now has a citation for his incorrect information that he was able to link to in the Wikipedia article. Oh, God. <laughs> so somebody edited Wikipedia, magazine picked it up without looking at it, printed it, and then Wikipedia uses a citation as basically a gold standard for a source. Okay. <laughs> and now it's 
correct, quote unquote, even though it's wrong. Oops. That's pretty good. And your your title, your link title makes sense now. Yeah, it's a Wikipedia loop where you, you That's terrible. This is this this the idea of Wikipedia is neat. Where it's Brilliant. the 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 thought process of the 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 mind capacity, I'm trying to think the the smarts of the mass. Mm-hmm. Is all knowing sort of thing. If somebody right. knows something about everything, but it's when it gets to this point where it's the people who are basically your your check for the correctness of the information is something that they don't do their own checks for. Right. So we need a, another level of like checking where people look at the the things that are being cited and look at their sources. Yeah, but how most of the people are like. When you're writing a newspaper, you don't really have to quote right. some of your sources. It's just like news article says, oh, this went down 46%, something like that. And you're like, where did you get that information from? <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. they're writing on a deadline. It's not going not gonna to right. matter. But, oh, that is just, it's so ridiculous where it's literally spinning around in circles now. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, it'd be really funny is if the guy went to uh, to get his name changed to include that now. That'd be horrible. I think that would be a great little end to the cycle. <sighs> that would. Well, why would the guy change his name? I don't know. What, He'd have no real reason to. Yeah. I think it would just be funny if he did. And the the Wikipedia article actually is correct now because it was found in other sources. Okay. That his name is actually this other <laughs> his actual name. So bad. God, that guy. Who? Why would you have a name that long? That's just. Um, I don't know. There's probably someone in the U.S. who has a name that long. Probably. I have a a kid in one of my classes. Uh, without a middle initial, without a middle name, it's still five names long. What is he? Kid of two hyphenated last name parents who married each other and kept Similar. the hyphenated names. Close to that. <sighs> <laughs> So, yeah. There's Wikipedia for you. I saw that, and I thought that was hilarious. Amusing. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd say definitely amusing. So, playing against human versus AI. Did I post that, or did you? No, I posted that one. You posted that, because I saw that. Uh, Speaking of Germany, this was two doctors. Was this a German study? Yeah, this was a German study. Oh, wow. University of Marburg. Um, Yeah. They basically compared... The impact of gender and game partner on neural activities in the prefrontal cortex. Basically, they're seeing how your um, how your brain works if mm-hmm. you're a man or woman, and depending on if you're playing if you're With playing a man or woman. Yeah. And it turns out it's completely different. Really? Yeah. Based on if it's a man or a woman. Yes. Huh. The um. If you were, what does it say? Some brain regions were activated regardless whether players believe the opponent to be real or virtual. Uh-huh. Basically, there's some theory of the mind sort of thing, which is planning strategy and stuff like that. However, in two of these, two of these regions associated with planning and anticipation, activity was significantly more pronounced when players thought they were competing with another human. Mm. So you were... So play, play, we, we have a measurement for the Turing test. You, you basically can. We can say, do you actually believe this person's a human or a computer based on these measurements? It, well, you'd have to back up the study with more studies, but... Yeah, well, that would be pretty cool. 
when is the damn touring competition? I don't know. But it's it's, it's kind of interesting now. It's because I think about it, it's like especially with like the StarCraft and stuff like that. If I'm playing against the computer, you're just kind of going around like yeah. la 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 la. It's a completely different game if I'm playing a human. Yeah, it is. There's, there's even in in railroads. Yeah, that, that I think of it. when I play against you, I am I am much more vicious than when I'm playing against the computer. Oh yes, you are. Civilization, you're vicious. Well, you're vicious no matter what. In civilization. I'm, I'm pretty vicious in Civ. Period. But it's I can see you being more vicious playing against a human than playing against a computer. Right. But now it's it, there's medical documentation. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, I apologize, but I'm tired. It's and it also, it also, the results also indicated that men, in relation to women, had a larger engagement, engagement in some parts of the brain, including the medical or medial frontal regions. Prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Basically, the, the um, women aren't basically engaged with the computer as men are. Yeah. I could see that. And Kate just said, that's because it's a computer. <laughs> <laughs> and thus the difference between the sexes is established. Yep. But I, I thought that was cause a neat idea because it makes sense for it's just, you get playing against a computer is something completely different than playing against a human and it's yeah. medically proven now. Well, there's a study that says this. Yes. Proving it. We take another study to see you could repeat the results. Yeah, it has to be reproduced. It's got to be reproduced by some X number of people. It's not the difference between a hypothesis and a theory or something like that? Or a, I'm sorry, a what and a what? I'm trying to remember my classic science stuff and I'm no problem. Hypothesis? Yes, that's and what I said. And you got theory. Yes. No, you, you said like a hypothesis. Right, whatever. Play back the tape. You, I swear you said something like that. I'll play it back when I listen Hypothesis. to the A hypothesis and a theory. Right, anyway, so you've seen refrigerators and appliances and everything with this energy star. Yeah, mode, right? a lot of screens and laptops, too. Yes. Energy star mode, which is the stuff that's supposed to be the, the most energy efficient. It's supposed to be the, the standard for... Okay. Um, turns out you really can't um, put too much energy or uh, too much faith faith in these ratings because it turns out that there's a Sony HDTV that consumes 150 times its advertised standby power really than is what is listed in the Energy Star list because <clears throat> the Energy Star said it was it would draw um, less than 0.1 watts in sleep mode how many it's, how much what like four watts or something um, the guy actually got one of the, basically the kilowatts, what you and I use to test right, the wattage right. for all the stuff. He got that, and he was running it, and it was drawing 20 watts. 75% of the time, it was, should be sleeping Oops. for an average of 50 watts, or 15 so, watts. By the way, uh, the kilowatt is on ThinkGeek. I know. <laughs> $23 on Amazon right now. Ooh, it's not a bad price. But, um... <laughs> It turns out that the TV is it had a download acquisition mode, which basically downloads the, the TV guide for the digital channels. Right, and it was powered up for that. Yeah, and there's there wasn't really any way of shutting that off. So when it was in standby mode, yeah. it was only drawing like half a watt. Yes. 
but it was very rarely in standby mode. Yes, and it was weird because the download acquisition mode mm-hmm. was not part of the Energy Star guidelines. It's like the um, there's a DAM exception to that. So Energy Star really means crap. Especially since, also, I found this out reading the article and looking up some other background information on that. Energy Star is actually done by the companies themselves. There's no independent third-party sort of thing. So I can just, like, slap Energy Star on whatever I want? Well, supposedly you have to run your own tests. Right, but I, if let's say I've run my own tests. Yes. Then I can just slap it on? Yes. <laughs> you have to, quote-unquote, have the requirements... To Man, claim it as Energy Star, but that's there's no bad. yeah. That's like Salmonella in the peanut butter bad. Yeah, but oh man, the uh, this guy when he was trying to figure this whole thing out was actually emailing Sony and the EPA, and so the EPA now realizes this and they're uh, considering updating the Energy Star requirements. Okay. So how about like enforcing the Energy Star requirements? Well, the EPA does so much stuff. I know. But look at it this way. It's more jobs. <laughs> that is true. And I could say, like, 90% of the time, the Energy Star stuff is probably fine. It's just these... These little incidents here yeah. and there. But now it just it just takes into question what else is missing from the Energy Star requirement that people are able to work their way around. Which is why I think everybody should just go out and buy a kilowatt. <laughs> Or the electric company should provide some service that tells you what's running and how much it's taking. It's called the energy, the 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 box, the meter. Yes, yes, but the meter just tells you household. I'm saying, like, individual items. How are they going to do that? I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet. The energy company just gives you your house power. They don't I do have, anything else past that. I haven't figured it out yet. Just like your refrigerator with your RFID tags and scales. Right. That's exactly right. Maybe if your refrigerator is smart enough, it can tell how much power it's taking. Well, it probably could, but uh, I I was thinking more like every item in the house gets an individualized signal. Okay. I don't know. And how are the... I don't know. How are these signals going to be communicated? No, I mean over the the line. You know, it's all in your wall. It's all what? uh, AC 120, right? Yes. Okay. Is there a way to piggyback a second signal on there? (sighs) Yes, because they've been doing them just like those those old boxes where you plug in the wall outlet so you can put a phone somewhere else. Right. You can transfer stuff through the electrical lines. So if you can piggyback a signal, why can't you piggyback, like, an ID signal? You can piggyback basically one signal. Just one signal? Basically, yes. Oh, well, then that sucks. Okay. So that idea's gone. I I think there's a way of doing more. I'll have to ask my brother, who's the electrical engineer. Yeah. Because I think Radio Shack had a whole line of things that were actually run through the electrical lines. Yeah. Because I think I had a box where you could also, like run light switches and stuff if they were all switched to the right frequency that's pretty cool or or something i'm not sure all right but that would that would add so much complications just get a kilowatt run your thing for 24 hours on it so you know and, and then just move on to the next thing yep. it'll take longer but it's a whole lot it'll cheaper. be easier and much cheaper yes and it's doable yes 
with our current technology. <laughs> All right, what is so, the thing with TVs and GPS? Well, someone did a, a little looking on this. Okay. And it, they, they found the way GPS satellites work is it's basically a clock that's broadcasting its time. Okay. Right? So you get the signal from several of these clocks and you figure out the time differential and then you can figure out where you are. Mm. Well, TV broadcast towers also broadcast a clock signal. Yes, that's how those TVs that automatically set themselves work. Right. And it's also a much more powerful broadcast. It can go through things like concrete. That's because it's in the 700 megahertz volt and lower spectrum. Yeah, it's generally low frequency, and you don't need to have a line of sight necessarily. Nope. Because it can just go through the Earth. Yeah. And the Fresnel effect is lower, but that's another one of my wireless things. The the Fresnel effect, perhaps? Okay. Sorry. Fresnel. So someone looked at this and said, hey, we could use the TV towers that are broadcasting as a GPS and you could get even greater uh, positioning than you can with the satellites. Yes, but you're going to have to... Well, you probably could just put another antenna in the GPS um, GPS receivers. Well, I mean, you'd have to have pretty much a whole new set of receivers because they're looking for something else. Well, yeah, but just put another antenna in there. Have it switch between the two of them. Just right. like... Um, Wireless G and N. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of the Sirius satellite radios, because I know in some places, in major communities and stuff, the satellite signal wouldn't be able to get through all the towers. That's why your GPS doesn't really work in the middle of a big city. Mm-hmm. But um, they had terrestrial broadcasting stuff on there, so it had a dual-channel receiver. Right. So just put that in a GPS, and you'll have GPS everywhere. Mm-hmm. Put that in your, your phone. Granted, I don't know if you would want the extremely low... Well, all you have to do is receive. It wouldn't have to broadcast back. Right. So it's, it, it's an idea that someone had that I think is actually pretty cool. I mean, we're saturating ourselves with these rays anyways. We might as well get another use out of them. <laughs> oh, that is, that is interesting. See, I thought about it because... It makes sense because the the TV yeah. channels are broadcasting the time codes. Right. So if if you could just you know standardize and organize and and sync up all the time codes, <sighs> they did it for the satellites. They can do it for the towers. Well, yes and no, because the towers are each individually run by the TV station. Right. And the time code for your TV is the first one that it finds. Hmm. So you'd have to have all of the TV stations... Broadcasting the same signal. Yes. Which could be possible. It would, it's going to take some money and some time. Because it's, it's just like with your TV. Because you, uh, you know some of the, the TV shows don't start at the same time. Some stations are off. Especially us with TV, guy, or TV Land. That's way off compared to everybody else. So you'd have to, you'd have to set up a standard, but it, it, would, it could work. Right. The the groundwork is there. It just needs uh, some tweaking. (laughs) I'm going to have to definitely read this over again some more and see what it says. Yeah. No, it's it's actually a very interesting read. All right. What else is interesting to me, if I may? All right. Is the uh, time code for this Friday the 13th, speaking of time codes. (laughs) 
Do you know what Unix time is, by the way? Yeah, it's the time after Epoch or whatever it's called. Yeah, all the Linux like, and Unix Unix stuff the are based first off. First of. Unix was started at such and such time. Yeah. So this Friday the thirteenth, we are hitting time one two three four five six seven eight nine zero. What is that? One trillion two hundred thirty four. No, one billion two hundred thirty four million five hundred sixty seven thousand eight hundred ninety. Which is only significant because we're counting in base 10. Yeah, it's still pretty cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that point, but it's just like... And the fact that it comes out on a Friday the 13th. I mean, really? Come on. If you want to break out some more numerology, we can go with that. Although, I, I suppose, it, it. yeah, it was Friday the 13th, given when this will be up. Yeah. And it was on Friday the 13th for anything... East, east, west, west of uh, GMT. Is Epoch time zone, uh, time zone specific or no? Or is it kind of like... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's time zone specific. Okay. So it's not like UMT. Well, or it's Zulu like, time or whatever no, they it, call it, it now. It is in the sense that the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 0 will happen at the same time across the world. Okay. But because of the time zones, it's going to happen at a different time everywhere. Okay. It will happen at the same instant. Everyone's computers hit it theoretically at the same point. Okay. But, you know, it's going to be sometime here. It's going to be an hour earlier in Milwaukee. It'll be three hours earlier in Seattle. And it'll be sometime on the 14th in uh, Australia. Yeah. All right. But I think it's still pretty cool. <laughs> what I think is pretty cool this chip that this guy I've never heard of him before mm-hmm. Krishna Palam yeah don't know him yeah don't know him either um, but he had an idea with a, a CPU to actually cut down on the power usage yeah because the CPUs the transistors need X number of power in order to keep them working okay that sort of thing where um and a computer the chip is actually able to handle wrong answers mm. and it's able to be wrong for a bit if, and if, it's, if it's close enough well it like he was pointing out he says his example was in calculating a bank balance of thirteen thousand dollars and 81 cents getting the 13 correct is much more important than getting 81 cents correct producing an answer of thirteen thousand and fifty seven cents is much closer than much closer to being correct than fifty seven thousand dollars and 81 cents True. So it it basically is... I don't it, want my banks using something that's going to produce the well, answer. No, but if, if you're... He was actually pointing out things like um, like movie encoding and stuff like that. Movie and music playback. Where, you're going to have a lot of audiophiles who are going to get really pissed. Well, all the audiophiles are already pissed because there's not vinyl and they're... Yeah. Compression, <laughs> meow, meow, meow. I can hear it at 256 kilobytes per second. Some people can hear it. I can sort of hear it. Other people... It, but video, it's not going to matter that much, especially with all the compression that's going on there already. Right. If you can get the thing where it gets close enough for horseshoes and hand grenades, then and it uses, what, what did you say, one-thirtieth the electricity? That's not bad. I'd be all about getting something that's slightly off but still good for that much less amount of power. Yeah, 
I don't know, because something like that is gonna fuck with the hash checks. Unless it can, if it gets it consistently wrong. But if it gets it consistently wrong, then you can just add a fix to it so it gets it consistently right. Which means that it's going to get it inconsistently wrong, which is going to screw with things like hash checks. How do you do data protection when you know you're not entirely sure what the data is supposed to be? I, I I don't know. I'm not this guy. I haven't figured this part out yet. He he had this on paper for years back in I yeah, think. Since, well, I I think there's a reason it was on paper for years. Well, he finally came out with an actual chip. So we'll have to see how it works. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm a fan of it. We'll see what happens. If if there's just random pixels that are missing, I'm fine with right. it. That's. Yeah, but if there's random pixels on my monitor that are always missing, I'm very upset and I want a new monitor. Yeah, it's because your monitor's broken. Right. Anyways, we better hit the random topic. Yeah. All right, the random topic, since I rolled, is number four. What does it mean to be an adult? What does it mean to be an adult? Um, having to put pants on every day? Then I'm not an adult yet. No, Dave, you are not an adult. I will yeah. agree with you on that. See, I was going to go with the, it means that I get to do really whatever I want. Oh, but can adults really do whatever they want? No, but I mean, you can, for now, like we can, if you want to go out and buy ice cream, Andy, you can go out and buy ice cream. Yes. So there are, I have. You don't need, you don't need to get permission from someone. You well, can go and buy ice cream. You still, when you were a kid, could go out and buy ice cream. You would just have to deal with the consequences. Mm, yes, if it involved like stealing my parents' wallet and getting a ride to Dairy Queen, and yeah, you you could if you wanted to as a kid. If you really wanted ice cream badly enough, you could have gone out and gotten ice cream. True. So is that really being an adult, being able to go know. out and get ice cream? Get ice cream whenever you want it? Yeah. <laughs> is that the true measure of adulthood? <sighs> what does it mean to be an adult is, what about supporting yourself? Self-responsible. Because you, you are responsible for your own actions. Yeah, that's basically the um, emancipation, minor emancipation. That's what it is, is you're able to support yourself. They are considered no, an no, adult, no. even though they no, are a minor. Uh, emancipated minors do not actually have to support themselves. No? No, they get money from the government if they're less than 18. Oh, well that just... I always thought that was just when the ones who were able to support themselves were able to be emancipated minors. No, it, you you get some money. Oh. Once you hit 18, you have to support yourself. But well, yeah, but... Adult. You're, well, technically you're an adult. You're still unable to drink. <laughs> right. You're still unable to get cheap car insurance. Yep. I'm so close to that. So close to that. You're closer, though, isn't it? 25? Yes. Yes, it's 25. That's this year for you. Yes. Yes, it is, Dave. Damn. Mm-hmm. July 12th? Yes. Okay. When's Kate's? You should know that. I don't know Kate's. Why should I know Kate's? I don't know. <laughs> Just trying to make you, you feel bad. You know Laura's? Like my Laura's? No. No. So why should I know Kate's? <laughs> I didn't know Laura's actual name for a long time. How did you not know her name? I didn't. You never really. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so I would honestly say it was just yeah, the being able we're to. We're done. <laughs> I was going to finish up with the random topic, but if you think we're done, we're done. I think we're done. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.